Hello and welcome to Lazada Insider, featuring knowledge that makes a difference. We share trusted insights, forward-looking perspectives, and exclusive expert interviews to keep you ahead of the curve. Hello, everyone. I'm Chen, your host today. COVID-19 is a huge disruption to consumer life in Southeast Asia. The consumers navigated through the strictest period of lockdown, began to find a new normal, and now slowly started the recovery phase with the introduction of vaccines. Consumer lifestyles and behaviors keep evolving along the way. These changes have very important and profound implications to businesses and brands in Southeast Asia. Today, we are very excited to be joined by expert Prasad von Ipsos, one of the top market research firms in the world, to share his latest insights on the evolving consumer lifestyle. Hi, Prasad. Welcome and thank you for joining us today. Hi, Chanzan. Looking forward to our discussion. First of all, you are the director for Ipsos. Please tell us more about your positions and what it entails. Yeah, so in brief, uh, I work in uh, the client organization at Ipsos. So at Ipsos, we have teams that specialize in different marketing areas like marketing, advertising, loyalty, and so on. Uh, client organization is a role that spans across the different uh, expertise areas. And a key job is to make sure that uh, you provide uh, key accounts with a single point of contact and can help uh, them in the different research needs. That's my role at this company at present. Sure. And now let's shift our focus to the consumers. Let's start with the changes in consumers' behavior and lifestyles in Southeast Asia. What are the changes you noticed in Southeast Asia over the past one year? And is there any differences across countries? Okay, so just a quick step back, and uh, so when I when I uh, answer your questions, I'll often uh, refer to an exclusive survey that uh, Ipsos has done uh, in Southeast Asia on the impact of COVID and how that's impact uh, impacting them, their sentiment, their behavior, and so on. When I look at that uh, at our uh, specific study, which we did in Southeast Asia, it covered all the six major markets: Singapore, Malaysia, Thailand, Indonesia, Philippines, Vietnam, and we looked at it. Uh, in three different time periods post covid so in in may of last year then uh, later on in uh, uh, around september october and then february of this year so we have asked a series of questions uh, 90% questions are the same so we can track over time to see how the sentiment how uh, the impact of covid has changed over time one thing i'd like to say is it's a moving target as you may know since you're based in the region the COVID situation is changing almost on a week by week basis in most markets and people are adapting as it goes. So in some markets, it's like a cycle. We're going back and forth in the same stages. In some, it's a nice linear trend. And that also impacts in how consumers uh, respond. So what I'd like to say is, first of all, in uh, Southeast Asia, it has made a big impact on people's behavior. Uh, uh, again, even if I were to mention some non-Ipsos sources, so DBS Bank, the largest bank in Singapore, mentioned that in the first three, four months after the COVID pandemic started, uh, mobile payments uh, have gone up and they have had 100,000 new mobile payment users. You know? So that's a huge number for the market the size of Singapore. And again, this is something we're seeing in also different markets. As you can also know, if you look at the press, there are a lot of terms being thrown about unprecedented uh, game-changing times, the new normal. But the point we'd like to make is some changes are here to stay and some uh, uh, 
uh, are more like a short term impact and then things go back to a normal post the pandemic while some don't and it's very key to understand what will change what will not a longish answer but i wanted to set the context right uh, because uh, there is a lot of uh, press out there and it's uh, important that your consumers get the right perspective so what i'd like to say is uh, covid impact has been strong uh, in the southeast asian consumer mindset what we do see however is that over time different markets are responding differently singapore is uh, getting a lot more positive uh, as an they are think they see things are improving and it's reflected in their confidence level in their economic outlook and all that on the other hand markets like malaysia and to some extent thailand the impact is actually getting a lot more negative than say october of last year so new cases are writing the moment control order mco in uh, malaysia is already again being reimposed in some markets that tends to have an impact you yeah? so different markets are in uh, diff different stages and before we talk about the impact on uh, products and services just one key point i'd like to say is the huge impact of this whole covid pandemic on mental health almost 57% so more than half of our southeast asia consumers say that their mental health is not in a good uh, position post the pandemic uh, others say it's unchanged and so on so that's a big number you know more than half saying that also what we say is people who say this also has changed over time in singapore now there are fewer people saying that so not that many people are mentally stressed out as say 6 months back than now in singapore on the other hand in markets like malaysia we have more people saying that uh, it's affected their mental uh, health now compared to say 6 months back yeah sure that is very interesting and how about consumers pain point given the changes in behavior and lifestyles is our customers facing the same pain point as before yes a uh, lot of consumers feel that uh, uh, the sentiment uh, the economic outlook is not as uh, positive and again it could be their own job being impacted uh, job security wise income wise maybe there's a pay cut or they know of someone who has had uh, this kind of a situation and that does cascade uh, and uh, does uh, affect uh, their own uh, outlook so three out of four people in southeast asia say that they are using this savings for day to day expenses Now that's a huge number again this is claimed uh, uh, survey data so uh, the um, so it, they do say that uh, post uh, the pandemic the income is taking a hit now they have to dip into the savings uh, they are also a lot less confident of buying a big ticket item such as a car more people are saying they don't want to do that and as an aside i mean uh, even uh, on a, from a different survey even if you look at the luxury sentiment people are not buying uh, luxury watches for the simple fact that oh i am not socializing anymore so who do i show my watch to you know so things like that it has the impact at both ends the mass market and the luxury segment uh, people are also getting more mindful on about spending so they do say that they think twice uh, before spending uh, on some item however on the flip side it's not all doom and gloom so there are pain points but uh, there are people the way consumers try to adapt to the pain point is Uh, they go online to seek up more information about the products and what they can get maybe a better deal a faster deal and so on so they are going more and more uh, online to buy items so we are seeing across all six uh, markets in southeast asia consumers saying that they are doing a lot more online purchases now than they did uh, uh, before and again uh, in markets like vietnam the increase is huge so more vietnamese for example in southeast asia are saying that they do online purchases we again we have more people in uh, southeast asia saying that they are doing mobile or cashless payments now than before 
So because of hygiene concerns, so maybe a lot more familiarity. If I use Singapore as an example, now everyone needs to have this trace together app uh, to enter any place. So by default, even those who are not that comfortable using smartphone and apps, uh, maybe the older generation and so on, now are on board more or less. Uh, of course, there's option of getting a token. But uh, that does uh, make a big impact on how people uh, break down barriers when it comes to things, mobile things, online and so on. So there is that flip side too. So yes, there are pain points. People are more mindful. But on the plus side, they are learning how to cope with it. And again, uh, the part, point I want to make about coping is we had also asked people in South Africa, what's their uh, view about the pandemic now? So do they feel uh, impacted or are they in, in a shock? And almost most of them have said, adapted to the restrictions and have uh, settled into new routines. That tends to be the most common response. So people are by nature adaptive and uh, no matter what you throw at them, they learn to adjust to that. Of course, there are people that I just we need to take care of who are a lot more severely impacted income-wise, mental health-wise. But by and large, people have adapted around it and are learning to deal with these pain points. So when more brands are putting emphasis uh, more on the online or the multi-channel or the omni-channel world, so what is your advice to the businesses and brands in terms of how to create differentiations in this uh, omni-channel? Yes. Yeah. yes. Now, this is also the key thing I want to make. So... Of course, things change and change is in inevitable, you know, so uh, change normally gradual, but when there's a shock to a system, like what we're seeing with COVID now, or in some, it could be in different market, different shocks. So I, I know we're not talking of non-Southeast Asia market, but Hong Kong, what the market is going through and so, so on and so forth, big changes for the last two years, even before COVID. That does uh, have a uh, impact in uh, terms of uh, how brands are impacted, how behavior is impacted. There are two things I want to point out over here. First is trends. Some trends happen over time and are here to stay. Some, but some core essentials still remain the same. So yes, of course, how you get to the consumers is the online part. But why would they choose you? That part still is the same. So at the end of the day, why are people buying your brand, your product? They're buying you because they feel there's something about your brand that's better than the available options. Better in terms of quality, better in terms of price, or maybe just easy to buy. Or when I'm buying one product, that was the first product that popped up. So things along that trend. So you should not lose sight of the core premise. The core premise being, at the end of the day, people choose you because you have something to offer which the other options are not uh, offering them. Other brands are looking, the competition is not giving them. It could be, again, as I said, it's, it's about quality, it's about price, it could be about just perceptions and what it does to you. So don't lose sight of that. Uh, understand what it is that people are uh, looking at your brand for. At the same time, uh, see how the, uh, do you get connected to the consumers. The how part is what's impacted, but the why they buy you, I think more or less still remains the same. Cool. And maybe here I can also, so if you, uh, sorry, maybe here also I can plug in a bit. So we have uh, uh, for your audience uh, actually, uh, I might want to suggest uh, a free uh, and a very valuable resource called ipsosglobaltrends.com in which we have actually done a lot of analysis on global trends that we're seeing and what trends are here to stay even post-COVID. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure depending on the product category, whether it's electronics or uh, perishables or fashion, uh, your uh, audience uh, should find something of uh, relevance and of interest to them over there. So do check out ipsosglobaltrends.com. 
Ah, good. I think you kind of like anticipate my next questions. So it's my last question for today. So are there any emerging consumers behavior that brands and businesses need to pay attention to? Yes, uh, two things uh, I would like to talk about. So the, the thing I just mentioned about that, some trends are here to say. So the way we look at it and uh, we look at what's happening in the market, it changes from two different angles. One is what we call signals and one is what we call trends. Um, what it means at the end of the day. Signals is something a bit more temporary tactical, you know. Mm. Oh, there is a lockdown and you can't go out to eat, then you of course order more home delivery. That's mm. uh, a point in time and that's uh, limited to a specific uh, window. Trend is something a bit more long term. So even before COVID, there were people uh, ordering food at home, if there's parties and all that, that was like a default thing. Uh, instead of cooking, you just cater for different uh, food uh, taste halal non halal and whatnot and different diet preferences and you order different food so that's uh, those uh, are the long term trends so we look at things into two ways signals and trends it's important to understand what's here to stay and what's not not easier said than done i get it which is also why it's quite important to keep a regular pulse on consumers so yeah of course you can look at trends at ipsosglobaltrends.com but uh, uh, but also what's here to stay is also going to depend a lot on how markets evolve over time. About six months back, uh, when we did a consumer survey in Malaysia, a lot more people were op optimistic about the future. Oh yes, I think the, we hear a COVID about in other markets, but we are fine, everything is fine. And then there was this huge spike and then there is no plans for, at least the perception is the government has no plans for vaccination and there's, uh, whatnot. And then suddenly there's doom and gloom and if you look at the consumer sentiment in Malaysia, huge uh, decline from six months back. And now that has an impact on what uh, brands and businesses need to pay attention to. Because uh, if the scenario changes, if the market condition changes, it is going to have an impact uh, in terms of how they uh, interact, uh, what they do or what they buy. Uh, again, a lot of marketers are getting optimistic about the whole vaccination and if once that happens, things will go back to normal. I just want to highlight a couple of things. First of all, things will not go back to normal because there are some behaviors which are here to stay, as we keep, keep on saying throughout the interview, that's one. Secondly, the vaccination is a long-term process, so not all markets would be vaccinated on the same timeline. So looks like in Southeast Asia, Singapore might get vaccinated by the end of the year, but some markets might not be done vaccinating 70% plus of the population by end of next year. You know, so it's a long window. Now that has an impact on how things go. Also, when we do a lot of consumer survey, there are, there's a lot of reluctance in some markets to get vaccinated. And for some reason, uh, Philippines, for example, is a market in Southeast Asia, which has the highest resistance to getting vaccinated among all the six countries. So one in three people in Philippines say they have no intention of getting vaccinated. And as long as there is a sizable chunk of population who don't want to do that, this problem is not going to go away anytime soon. So if all this, so marketers need to be aware of this and pay attention to that, that different markets will come out of this A at a different time. So they want, they shouldn't be one mass strategy for all Southeast Asia. They will have to adapt for each market differently. That's one. And secondly, you need to understand what trends are here to stay post uh, the pandemic, the post normal behavior and be mindful of that. Uh, in your marketing plans going forward. Cool. Uh, thank you very much for your sharing. Uh, then I think that brings us to the end of today's episode. Uh, thank you very much, Brasad, for insightful sharing. I really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you again. Thanks.
same action again excellent questions and if at any point you need any further details let us know we have data for almost all data sets so far was backed by data so we can be happy to share that this is lizard insider we hope you enjoyed this episode make sure you click follow and subscribe so you don't miss our latest insights and expert interviews thanks again for joining us until next time take care la